Hoovy and top and your tardises. You're listening to another episode of Doctor. Huh? Huh? The statues move. They move around when you look. When you they move when you look at them. Is that it? I can't keep up. I'm I'm Jordan, and my bones are crunching. My sacred name is Sam. <laughs> As opposed to your hate name. Yeah, that's also Sam. Okay. Um. This week we're we're a Doctor Who podcast. We watch Doctor Who in a random order, just right. like just like yeah. River Song right. does. Yeah. Uh, this week we're talking right. about series five, episode four, "The Time of the Angels," written by the enemy. If you don't know who that is, it's Stephen Moffat, um, and directed by um, by Adam Smith, uh, writer of the Wealth of Nations. Um, he did he did come back to life to direct this episode. I know it's a very I know it's a very uh, generic sounding name, but I just think it's funny that his name is Adam Smith. I don't know who you're talking about. Do you not know who Adam Smith is? No. Did you not go to school? No. Did you forget? No. Surely you know who he no. is. No. Okay, well that'll be fun for all of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling you who he is. That's fine. I probably don't care. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, he's basically like the inventor of capitalism or whatever. But okay. Oh well, you'd think I would know him. I know. <laughs> That's really funny that you don't know See, who Adam Smith I'm confused, is because I thought the inventor of capitalism was the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, he, I mean, God, God did invent capitalism. He knew. Um, he, knew. <laughs> he knew. He knew. He knew. He knew, he he knew what he was doing. He knew what he wanted. Um, okay, cool. so th- so uh, this is we're circling back around and watching part one of an episode that we watched way near the beginning of our, it was our, our fifth episode. adventures. Um, and yeah, I mean, I remember I didn't I didn't go back and rewatch. I'm sure you went to rewatch. Uh, I did indeed. Uh, the forest of the the, the, the uh, flesh and stone. Sure, um, forest of the angels. Um, and so, first, before we begin talking about this episode, how do you feel about about in the Forest of the Angels? Well, you know, we've talked before about how uh, our rating system was absolute insanity <laughs> when we started we doing, doing this podcast. We, had no... we didn't. We didn't know what Doctor Who was. We didn't know what we were getting into. We, we didn't know what seen... would become acceptable to we us. We hadn't seen. Um, well, we hadn't seen like. We didn't know about the submarine. We didn't know the, about the ice warrior. We didn't know about. We were watching fucking, Flesh and Stone, and we were like, "This is the doctor is a little shit. bit rude this week." F minus, <laughs> as opposed to like this episode was written by a person, an insane person. B plus. Uh, yeah, I, I, well, I think that my my opinion on this week's episode uh, leads into my opinion on rewatching Flesh and Stone. I thought this was a great episode, Jordan. I liked it. Yeah, it was fun. And, and also, I, I thought oh, the ahead. Flesh and Stone, it it didn't quite meet the promise of all the setup of this episode. But I thought the Flesh and Stone was a pretty good episode on rewatch. I I, I elevated it from a C plus to a B plus. Ooh, wow! B plus is really high. B plus well, is really high. I don't know about that, but. But I do believe, see, I, I think that the thing that kept getting me, that episode was, yeah, the doctor was just being rude and annoying. Uh-huh. But he's always being rude and annoying. Right, exactly. And I think that <laughs> now that I'm used to the 11th doctor, I rewatched that episode and, like, no, literally none of the stuff that he was saying bothered me. Right. And also, 
this yeah. is this is actually I think is something that has been recontextualized for me. Is something that I found really uh, grating about Flesh and Stone the first time that I didn't feel the second time is. I didn't understand what his relationship with River Song was. And now that I do, I actually thought it was pretty cool. I I think it's interesting that the dynamic between the two of them is very much about the fact that he is frustrated that there is a person who knows more than him, not in a Clara and the Snowmen way, but in a <laughs> she's a time traveler from his future way, and she's really really being smug about the fact Uh that she knows where his life is going and he doesn't and him knowing that he is not in love with her but that he will later be in love with her and marry her that's got to be really weird for him yeah i mean i think also because he's a time traveler the fact that she's like always dangling details about his life in front of him she's loving it she's really relishing anything that she can dangle which by the <laughs> which by the way i mean they i mean he does have an intelligence dangler we did learn that from uh, the fourth doctor um in which episode way, in uh that was oh wait that was uh the fu- fuzzy fungus one that was right. um i don't remember what that one was called the, the invisible, invisible enemy, enemy. Yeah. It was when they went on a magic school bus field trip inside of the doctor. <laughs> that was also the first episode with K9. Um, the thing that's kind of, uh, funny to me about this whole plot thread, um, and maybe, maybe this is Stephen Moffat, uh, just endlessly writing checks he can't cash, is that when we talk about, like, well, spoilers. Never mind. Spoilers. I was going to say things, and then I was like, well, spoilers. Spoilers. Hi, sweetie. Spoilers. Here's another thing uh, that I think really made more sense on, you know, Uh fortunately, we haven't had this happen too many times that we watch a part two before a part one. We're going to be eating the biggest bowl of cereal ever when we watch watch Heaven Sent. (laughs) Whatever whatever it is. Uh, But... The the Angel Bob thing yes. read completely yes. differently yes. on rewatch. It it was so like I was I was like, oh, what even is this? And when I when I came back to it oh, with context, the, I was like, yeah. oh, it's exactly yeah, yeah, okay, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I I really was not annoyed with that anymore. Uh, so yeah, I, I think I think that Flesh and Stone was actually a, a pretty good episode. Also, the context of uh, where they were in that episode was clear now, and it's pretty cool. They're like in a they're in a spaceship that's been like crashed into this giant ancient stone temple. Uh huh. Pretty cool. Yeah, the setting was really cool. I thought yeah. that. Uh, well, shall shall we just get into it? Uh huh. So we begin this episode with um with something I I thought was a lot of fun and something I like about the time traveling pre- premise of Doctor Who. We we get this sort of abstract time place um sequence where River Song is doing a heist. Uh, she kisses a guy with hallucinogenic lipstick and she misses really badly. Um, <laughs> she doesn't get him on the lips. She gets him like on the corner of his mouth. Um, and then she like she like runs into a tunnel. Well, she's, it's because it's like she's a, married. Yeah. She, she kisses him on, on the, the doctor. She kisses him on the cheek. Yeah. Uh and then she uh like starts cutting through a vault with a big uh with a sonic gun or something and sure. then it just cuts to 12,000 years in the future 
where the yes, doctor because yeah. she is she it's it's like played out as if it's in real time in a way that's pretty fun where she is like intentionally being filmed by security cameras for the doctor to watch later right with of we, course the knowledge that he can time travel back to whenever she is um so the doctor is in a museum i thought this is very funny um just budgetary constraints here because he's like we're in the oldest and biggest museum of all time on an <laughs> yeah. asteroid and it's very clearly just like a local cathedral that's somewhere in yeah England. there's there's no like establishing exterior shot there's no like zooming around the museum they are in one room of some sort of like cathedral museum type place and i'm sure that this is like a known museum that anyone in england would recognize but he's walking around and he's being a smug uh bastard about it because he keeps like looking he's just like glancing in every uh display case like nope nope fake mine fake mine this this is another thing that I liked about this episode, though, is I'm watching this and I'm like, he and River are fucking perfect for each other because he brought Amy to a museum uh-huh. as a time traveler so he could point at the different exhibits and tell her which pieces of information are wrong. I also like um, Amy is like bored out of her mind here. And she's like, can we like go to, you know, the like face rip off planet of uh, Torchalon <laughs> 9 or wherever you take me? And he's like, no, museums are cool. And then he's, and does she also not say, is this how you keep score? Yes, she, she realizes why. Cause she's like, I why know would a time traveler here. go to a museum? And then she realizes as he's going from between display cases and he's like, that's mine. That's mine. I did that. That one's mine. And <laughs> she's like, oh, this is for this your guy. ego. I hate this guy, but I hate him in a way that is way less of a D minus kind of way this week. Uh, <laughs> yes. So then they find this box and it's got all of these, uh, it's, we find is like old Gallifreyan written on top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, he's like, ooh, it's a home box. It's like a black box, but when the plane, cr- uh, ship, not a plane, when the ship crashes, what is a spaceship if not a really big, super cool plane? When the ship crashes, it'll fly back home. Kind of seems like they should make the whole ship out of the home box. Why don't they make the whole ship out of the home box and then that can just fly around? I do Uh, love the idea that a a spaceship would crash and then just a big hunk of metal goes flying across the universe. Completely uncontrolled through space. We don't even know if it has like interstellar drive. It just it takes like thousands and thousands of years to get back to where it was going. And then you get a box and you're like, oh, okay, what? what a ship this? crashed 15,000 years ago. That's like uh, making good on my promise from a few weeks ago. I did go and read The Left Hand of Darkness. Oh, um, yeah. It was a great book. Uh, you sh- everyone everyone should check it out. It's a really good book. Uh, Ursula K. Le Guin's a great writer. I'm reading Tombs of Atuan now. Uh, but, but in that uh, sci-fi universe... There is no interstellar travel, or there is interstellar travel, but they experience time dilation. So, so you can talk to other planets through this radio they have. But if you want to go there, it is going to take you twenty to thirty years of uh-huh. everyone else's life. So the main character goes. He's like, "Yeah, well, on my planet, everybody uh, on my journey, everyone I know is dead now. This is the price I pay to visit other worlds." Um, and that sounds I think- like uh, she ripped off Mass Effect Andromeda. Kind of sounds like she's, kind of sounds like she had no original ideas, yeah. Pretty disappointing. <laughs> I'd rather read J.K. Oh, Rowling. Well. Don't clip uh, that out of context, please. Um, <laughs> and then, so then we see River Song, 12,000 years in the past, writing the letters on the big box. 
Um, and yeah, he oh, he's here's, like here's hyping line. up. This is like, a Stephen Moffat ass line that I didn't like. I I did like it, and he, no, okay. well, no, I did. Sorry, it uh. went, because he's like he's like text written in this language has had the power to topple empires and make gods cringe and oh, stuff. Oh, I thought, I thought, I thought he was saying these specific words. No, 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 okay, no, no, no. Okay, he's saying, that's... he's saying like, if you find artifacts oh, with old, old high Gallifrey and yeah, all okay. them, it, it, it can mean all kinds of incredibly important things. Words... And she says, well, what's this one say? And he says, it says, hello, sweetie. I thought it, I thought they were saying, you know how it's like, the words of the doctor when you know the, the first the thing oldest question in the universe doctor, doctor who. who yeah no it's like when you hear the words the words hello sweetie can topple empires and kill gods yeah fortunately um, that was not what this was and then we see river song and she's there and she winks and she smirks and she does all of her things but we like i like river song um i think i can't remember roll back the tapes and tell me if i like <laughs> do i like river song i insert I like a clip of you from episode river five going, i'm gonna kill river song this is why I, I've said before that our podcast is basically a river song podcast where we watch, where we, we experience, we meet the doctor out of order. We are river song. We I was empath- thinking while watching this episode, I wonder if it's possible. If it is, I'm sure people if have already done If there's a river it. song, like chronological order. Yeah, to, to like place every single episode that she's in chronologically from her perspective. I don't know, because I feel like... I feel like after a point they just kind of gave up because I'm thinking back to like uh, I'm thinking back to the one where they uh, the day of the doctor no the name of the doctor was it the name of the doctor yeah right the name I, of the doctor you haven't said ri- which thing it is yet well that one has River Song in it right oh yeah 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 and she's like I'm his wife and I know his name and then that's like her characters and and although like, at that point she was dead <laughs> oh yeah I forgot that she died but yeah. she's probably coming back. Ah, uh, well. Uh, well, anyway. I know that she is, because we saw a next time on, I th- oh, was it after, oh, it was the episode after Hellbent, River Song is in that episode with the Twelfth Doctor. She's like, I don't know, if, if I have no fucking clue who you are, old man, and I definitely don't know your name, but I am alive. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not married. So, so yeah, she she's like looking directly at the security cameras knowing that 12,000 years from now or actually not she doesn't even know when but she knows at some point the doctor's ego will bring him to a museum where he will find this read the text and know what's going on so she's just looking into the camera and she's like uh oh yeah because she's surrounded by some guys who are trying to catch her it doesn't matter who they are we don't really get that information and it probably doesn't matter at all uh but she's like standing next to the airlock door and she's like you know uh i think i might just need an air corridor and then she like says some coordinates and the doctor's like yep got it and he takes the tardis to the time and date and place as she opens up the airlock and goes flying out into space she just glides directly through the tardis's open door he did, he shut up a little bit late, and she experienced the agony of being in the vacuum of space, just like the doctor subjected Bill to. Yep. Uh, so this is our earliest sighting of River, uh, but we do know that the doctor knows her at this point because I gotta he does say, call her River. I one of the one of the things I do remember about the show is the first episode with River Song in it is mm. very good, and mm. I've been wanting to watch it since we started this podcast, and we still haven't gotten it. 
you want to take a guess? Do you want to take a guess of what season it's in? I won't tell you if you're wrong or right. Huh. Okay. Okay. Well, it's it's way too. I have no information to go on for season four. Uh, I feel like it it can't be season five, which this is because Amy has never met her before. I think that it's I think that it's in season three with Martha, but that's a complete wild guess. I have no clue. Interesting. No comment. Okay. Uh, so. She is in the TARDIS and we're we're getting they're like trying to chase after the ship that she just flew out of. Uh, and we're getting this this stuff of like River being more technically skilled with the TARDIS and the doctor right. being kind of flustered. And she's I, like, I'm a little a- unsure how she knows how to do this because she's she quips like I learned from the best. Too bad you were busy that day. haha. But she's- I am like, no, who? She well, she's a TARDIS baby. We learned that. We know that now. She's a TARDIS baby. So maybe she learned from the TARDIS. Maybe it's in her she's DNA. A TARDIS baby. Don't you remember who her mom is? It's Amy Pond. Yeah, and she was like Gregnant on the ta- TARDIS. She's was a TARDIS that not? Baby. Was that not Rory's baby? I don't. I I might need Sam? to rewatch Let's Kill Hitler. I don't Sam? remember what the Sam? hell was going Sam? on. There. Sam, 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 my friend, my brother. How are Amy and how do Amy and Rory know each other? How, uh, do, Amy, how do Amy and Rory know each other? There's so what much their, time travel involved. What is their I don't relation? Know in what, what is their what is the relationship between Amy Pond and Rory Williams? They are right Christian now. married through God. And Jesus. So, have you considered the fact that Amy's baby is also? Rory's baby because they're married to each other. I have considered exactly that, Jordan. I think that that's I think that's spot on. What I'm asking is, what does it mean for her to be a TARDIS baby? She's a baby on the TARDIS. You're saying she was raised on the TARDIS and therefore knows how to pilot it. No, I'm saying that she's a TARDIS baby. It's just a funny I thing I don't to know say. What that means? I thought you were saying I didn't know she was Amy's baby. I thought she was Rory's baby. No. <laughs> I thought that you were implying that the TARDIS got Amy pregnant. Listen, how could we possibly, who can possibly say? I tr- look, that might be true. I have no idea what's going on with we this We know that she can though. regenerate. So maybe She can't just- anymore. She kissed all of her regenerations into the doctor to save him from the poison that stops you from regenerating unless and you get kissed by a time now she's Now she's forever trapped in her most iconic body. <laughs> oh no um anyway my point being uh the tardis is shaking and she says play, press the blue button that's the stabilizer and she presses it and it stops shaking and then the doctor says the blue boringer hate it and then she lands the tardis and it doesn't make the iconic noise and the doctor's like why didn't it make the iconic noise from the tv show and she says that's because you always leave the brakes on yeah it's it's not supposed to it's make not that supposed noise. to do that <laughs> what do you think of that joke i don't like that joke only because it's like, I don't know. It was, I do it, like that joke. You like it? I like it because it it it's in keeping. See, with- I'm trying to think back. I'm I'm actually see my mind right now is turning over, and I'm thinking back to season one of Doctor Who, which we have seen mm-hmm. some of mm-hmm. at this point. And I'm also like, 
Yeah, that fucking guy doesn't know how to work that thing. It's totally in keeping with stuff that we know yeah, all the way back no, to the you're first right. Doctor. Literally, the first episode that we watched was about the Doctor not knowing how the TARDIS works and almost, almost getting literally one killing killed. one of his companions in cold blood because he didn't want to admit that he doesn't understand the TARDIS. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. He just leaves the brakes on. And also, having been told this now by River Song, he will never stop leaving the brakes on. Yes, and I think that's very funny because we will continue to hear the TARDIS wheezing noise, which means that he will put the brakes back on. <laughs> it's the TARDIS is like telling him he's doing something wrong. That's yeah, really which I, yeah. I do I do think that that's legitimately funny and in character. In character, yeah. Um so so uh yeah, they're kind of having a who's the best at being cool and epic contest where the doctor is like, okay, well, maybe I, I can't, maybe I don't know how to fly this fucking thing, but he sticks his head out of the TARDIS and he says, like, all the details about the planet they're on, mm-hmm. which I don't have any of them, but... It's Alfava Matraxis, the seventh planet of the Dundra system. Duh! It's Angel on 5. Yeah, that's uh, right. Oh, sorry, I misread that. It's actually yeah. Angel on Nine, which is weird because the angels we learn later showed up on a ship, so it's kind it be- of strange. They immediately yeah, they, planted they, a flag they, in the yeah. crowd and declared it Angel on Nine. It was the last thing they did before they went into permanent stasis. Um, so the ship that the ship that she was on has now crashed here, some yes. indeterminate time in the past. I think is, I think it's it not, just crashed here because they've been following it. I right, mean, I guess right, they right, could right. have been following it through time. And I didn't uh, get a sense that there was any sort of time right. travel involved, though. But I thought the reason they were chasing it here was because it, was, it had an angel on it. But maybe I'm wrong, or maybe it, was, it had one the angel, angel on, that's on the ship right. was like locked trying, up in a vault, right? And it was trying to get to here for reasons. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, uh, so they go. So they all go out or river goes outside first and amy kind of talks to the doctor and is like who is this lady and what is your relationship with her i don't know and i don't know yeah he's like i i don't know she knows and it bothers me uh amy asks if she's like oh you she's very uh i don't know if snarky's the word horny (laughs) no that's that's the end of the next episode Uh But yeah, she's she's really given the doctor a lot of shit in this episode and she's like, "Oh, you're running away, aren't you?" and he's like, "Yes." She's she's making smirking face but not in a lady me kind of way. <laughs> right, she's not, not in murdering a, him. Not, she's she's making a smirking face but not in an I have lived for 10,000 years and I know everything. <laughs> Uh, but she mentions a promise that he made to her at some point in the past however many episodes that he would take her to another planet. And she's like, you still haven't taken me to another planet, That's so really I'm going to go outside They're and look al- around. It's really funny. They're always going to other planets, but I guess, well, he took her to the space whale, and they all got stinky garbage on them. And then, I don't know where else they've gone. I like the idea that he's he's just doing everything that you could go to in space that isn't a planet. Spaceship, asteroid, moon. Uh, I think yeah, I've run out of astral bodies to visit. Because this is the... F- fourth episode of this series and yeah the the only one that we've seen before this is the beast below yeah yeah uh so fine you can go outside for five minutes because he was just he was just gonna leave he was like yeah, this he is was none just of gonna my drop in. i don't yeah. care what she's doing here so they go outside and they see like a big temple with a spaceship crash through it mm. um 
and uh and they then, talk techno babble and explain yeah. why this crash was not caused by anything that either of them did. I did not kill everybody on this spaceship, Doctor. <laughs> I agree. Neither did I. Um, uh, this is this is a fun moment where uh, Amy is like, "Are you going to introduce me?" And he's like, "Fine." Amy Pond, this is Professor River Song, and River's like, "Oh, oh I'm going to be a professor someday." And the doctor like grimaces at that because, and <laughs> because then, he and then, thinks he thought that she already knew that, and he's like, "God, it's such a fucking headache dealing." And with then this. no, but then what does she say when she finds that out? Spoilers, smirking. I do think that the the Did spoilers it? thing is very very dated. I know. I, I I like the idea of River, like you know. Having these moments of like, ooh, I know something you don't know, or whatever. I, I do wish that it was, you know, anything phrased else. any other way. <laughs> Especially now that spoiler culture has ballooned into the to the monstrosity that it has now become, where like actors aren't allowed to know who they're playing in movies anymore, or whatever. <laughs> who am I? Um, but uh, also, didn't we see? In, like, a next time on, or, like, the end of an episode about, like, River going to college. Was that in it Let's was Kill at Hitler? the end of Let's Kill Hitler, she, like, wakes up in a hospital in a university or something. Right. And they're like, congratulations, you'll be a professor someday. But that would be before this. That was before this chronologically I don't think that they River. said, you will be a professor someday. They said, one day, you'll be a professor. I don't think that happened. Uh, this is the part where Amy's like, how did you know that he would be in that museum? And she's like, well, I just knew that I, without knowing when I knew eventually he would show up in every museum in the world because that's how he keeps score. All I do, I just, I went back and got Leonardo da Vinci to paint four Mona Lisa's for me, knowing that, God, that was, that special lives rent free in my head. Not a special, that cereal lives rent free in my head. Um, uh, Amy and River have a little laugh at the doctor's expense, which he really does not appreciate. Uh, and River says that there is one survivor on that ship. What does she say? There's one survivor plus something that can never die? What? Yeah, she's what talking. She we call that, those are the, the words of Moffat, where characters don't talk like people, human beings, or aliens. They talk like someone trying to be very clever, ding. Um, where they're yeah, like, I, I don't quite that that line doesn't fully. Because a normal think, person might say, I think say, that the survivor is the thing that can't die. The angel. Right. What, what a normal person would say is, "Hey, doctor, I think there's a weeping angel on that ship." Because <laughs> there's no point in the episode where they come back to the question of like, "Is someone still alive on that ship?" That never comes up again. So she's just talking about the angel, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh huh. She calls the clerics with a beacon. And then she she pulls out a familiar beat up blue book, but last time we saw it, it was a new blue book. Remember that? I don't. Re- oh, I do. I I see in your notes that this book was in Let's Kill Hitler. This was at the end of Let's Kill Hitler when she wakes up in the hospital. Oh, she or has whatever. the book. Yeah, the and doctor they- has left her this journal, which I I don't remember exactly what it, it seems like. He has sort of written up. All of his encounters with her up to that point from his perspective. So now she's sort of using it for reference whenever she bumps into him. Uh-huh. That's my understanding. Because she she pulls it out and she's like, where are we? Have we done the Bone Meadows already? Or something like that. And he he's like, Amy, stay away from that. And uh, 
he, Sounds- he explains to her that they they are both time travelers who keep meeting out of order. I do love the phrase the bone meadows because it does sound like doctor take me somewhere beautiful and he's like I'll take you to the bone meadows of, of <laughs> the screaming skulls. <laughs> I, you'll die. You'll I, definitely. I die have to there. assume that that is an episode, and I look forward to seeing what the bone meadows are. We kind of. I feel when I think of the bone meadows, I just think of the emoji bot skeletons in the fields of wheat. But what? Remember the oh oh the emoji bots from Smile from Smile yeah <laughs> I, was, I was like running through all the emojis meadows, that I know <laughs> meadows that turn you to bones yes um yeah I I'm I wonder what it was like to watch these episodes as they were airing because I, watched... I do think it's a fun idea for this time traveler lady to pop up and basically be like stay tuned for the bone meadows I mean I watch I didn't watch them as they were airing but I watched them on in order and you know it was always i think i think it's a very fun premise river song because it's always like ooh, she knows something but i feel like when the character is like so displaced from time the promise of her knowing things that you don't know is just so nebulous of like yes she knows things okay but it's not like what does she know she probably it knows a lot of things because there famously is another Time Lord that the Doctor is dealing with all the time, the fucking Master. And we've never had anything like that happen where the Doctor bumps into the Master and he's like, Ah, the Master, I'm going to kill you as the Doctor because that's what I do. I'm Colin Baker you? right now. And then the Master is like, Wait, I'm rehabilitated. Don't you remember? <laughs> oh, that hasn't happened from your perspective yet. You didn't know that we're friends now. And the Doctor's like, What? Yeah, um, so, so the clerics I have to assume that this entire premise was that Stephen Moffat had that realization of, like, why would the Doctor and the Master always seem to have the same, uh, backstory like with going... each other every time they meet? And then just wrote River Song. <laughs> um, so, I think, I do think Stephen Moffat is the character who, or, like, yes, he is a character. I do think the character Stephen Moffat is the person who created River Song, if I remember that episode. It seems like his character. Kind of yeah, it sure does. Um, so the clerics are here, um, and we find out because we were very, uh, unsure of who they were, uh, because they're like this weird Christian themed army. It's just in the future, the church, which one? Nobody knows. Uh, oh. the, the church, not the one that you're naked inside <laughs> of, by the way, not the pervert church of creepy Elon four or whatever. From Day the, of the Doctor. The one that created the silence or something. Or whatever. Whatever. <laughs> This is just that, the church. This is the church, and in the by the fifty first century, they have just changed in some question. Yeah, are we are we meant to interpret that as this is the like fifty fifth millionth century Anglican church? I think so. Yeah. Okay. This good. is like this is like the church of of, of our planet, the Anglican Church, and they not have the guns. Ca- not the Catholic Church though, because I think their their like ranks are different. Whatever you call them. Well, also, this uh, is a British show, so they would they would say the Catholic Church if it was the Catholic Church. No, because it, by the 51st century, uh, England has has rejoined and become Catholic again. But oh, they that's didn't. So yeah. sad. I- Ireland never reunified. Uh, contrary to what uh, Star Trek says, is going to happen this year. By the way. <laughs> All right. Um, but uh, but England did become Catholic again. Yeah, that's a got- shame. You've got they one year. I don't, I don't think England needed to get any worse. <laughs> You've got one year, O'Brien. Let's see it happen. 
so the clerics are here. Father Octavian is here. He's not crunched yet. Uh, we then do get a pretty cringe line where he's like, Song, you promised me an army. And she says, no, I promised you the equivalent oh of an army. Oh my god. This is the doctor. Are you trying to say, sorry, let's roll that scene back. And she says to Father Octavian at some point before she goes and calls the doctor, <laughs> I'm going to get you the equivalent of an army. Well, I will say she did just send some kind of signal to uh-huh. him and then they arrived. So it's possible that he means... Just a moment ago, you said. She said, no, I promise you the man that which may be seen to be an army by some. And the first, the first thing, thing you notice about, about, the about him. <laughs> he's, he's unarmed. The second is thing that you'll there's notice, only one of him. He's For one- many, that is the last thing they notice. <laughs> Unless it's a special where there's like three, anywhere between three to four of them. <laughs> At a time. And now, finally, we've been talking about this the whole time, obviously, but finally, River turns to the doctor and says, what do you know about the weeping angels? I believe ah! this is the first time they've come back since Blink, everyone's favorite episode that we've never seen. Maybe we'll it, see it, it next week. It feels like a sequel to yeah. Blink. This is like, hey, Blink is back. Um, so there's, there's not really any sense of, like, the doctor being like, ah, my my constant adversaries. This feels like, oh god, it's them again. Not again. And this is before the this is before the like cheapification of the weeping angels, the fucking lightsaberification of the weeping angels. Um, I'm still I'm still reserving judgment on what you have said is going to happen to the weeping angels. I'm just saying, no, no, no. It was like when we saw them in fucking flux and that episode where it's like, ah, weeping angels. And then they just like walk away from them. Oh yeah. When they put a mirror in front of them yeah, and then leave. Right. When they're really easy to deal with. <laughs> okay. Cause we, we, well you, cause I had no context for it. You took a lot of issue in Flesh and Stone with the bone crunching, but they did actually they did say explain why they the were bone doing crunching. It. Yeah, that was that was just I hadn't seen the first part yet. You have to yeah. excuse me; I wasn't there. Yeah, I mean, which is fine. Which is fine. Um, but then uh, okay, so mad. so the clerics were. I'm not mad. Are you angry? I'm angry. <laughs> Is that how he said it? I don't remember. It's been a long time since <laughs> yes, I watched that's how the Ricky Secret on Secret Life says that he's angry. I'm angry. <laughs> oh, people keep talking about listening to Jurgenit, and I keep saying don't. Um, but and I uh, keep saying do. do. So it balances out. No, and listen my word to carries more words. Listen, than your word. listen to Kylix. Why? Also, do that. Uh, so we learned that the clerics were working with River Song to get onto that ship that they were on and neutralize. The Weeping Angel, I guess by shooting it, I'm not clear. <laughs> uh, and then... Uh, I think that is legitimately the plan, is that they're just going to find it and shoot it into They're going to shoot the fuck out of it. We don't know that that doesn't work. We've never seen anyone try it. So, um, they're going to go into the big dark maze uh, that's full of statues, by the way. This is um, really funny <laughs> that he's like, yes, there's a... It, under the ship, in the ruins that it crashed into, there's a system of catacombs, so we're going to approach through there. And the doctor's like, oh yeah, definitely, definitely approach the angels through the dark maze. And they're just like, oh, okay, we've got the doctor's stamp of approval, and then they do. <laughs> well, it's okay, because um, because the weeping angel is in, a, is in, like, a jail cell. It's not, it's not out yet. It's fine. Or is it? Or is it? 
So um, Octavian walks off to do military shit. Amy asks the doctor about weeping angels. He's really annoyed at her because he's like, you really got to stay on the TARDIS for this one. Uh, he gets kind of uh, kind of frustrated and says that he, there's a lot of pressure on him to do something clever that he hasn't ding. even thought of yet. Ding. Uh, Amy just ignores everything that he She's says your here. Wife. And he's like, is that your wife? And he's yeah, like, she, yeah, yeah, my she, wife. Oh, <laughs> the old, the old ball and chain. <laughs> what if that's how, what if that's how the doctor, it's not like, oh, she knows things about me. I don't know how in the world, I don't love her. How in the world did we end up together? It's like, oh, I'm going to be tied down. <laughs> God damn my freedom. I've heard a lot of negative things about wives over the years. I'm 2,000 two years old, and I've never had a wife. <laughs> uh, so River calls over the Doctor and Octavian uh, and shows them... She took a four-second clip of a weeping angel. They don't know the rule yet that we know. We find out this, like, in five seconds, but they took a video of the weeping angel... Um, it's looping for four seconds, and it was pulled from the ruins of Ranskorov Kolos or something. The ruins of Rajabhan. Oh, Rajbahan. And it's been dormant for a long time. Unexplained. Uh, and then- I thought this was kind of interesting because, you know, I, I think that so much of what we've seen of the Weeping Angels is very much like, come on, guys, you know what the Weeping Angels are, so you know they don't what they really do? get into, like, what uh. is going on. <laughs> But he explains the weeping angels. He explains that the weeping angels, when they're being observed, they effectively don't exist. They're like you're not looking at a statue that is an angel frozen in place. You're just looking at a statue, I guess. You're looking at a statue, but when you look away from it, it becomes a. It becomes a scary statue with teeth, which I think is a cool idea because it it raises the question of like what. What am I not seeing? What are they if really it's not like? just a statue moving around? Of this. course, the episode after this will say, "No, it is just a statue. It's just a statue around. moving around." But it's a scary statue moving around. It also, I feel statue. like we have seen in other episodes we've just seen the angels moving around, like turning their little heads or whatever. I, I, I feel think like that only seen... has happened in Flesh and Stone. <laughs> um, so it's just a scary statue that moves around. Because the reason that we saw that was because Amy Pond had her eyes closed. I don't know why I used her full name there. Amy, I guess to differentiate her from Amy Elizabeth wife, Pond. We've been talking about this whole episode. <laughs> because Amy had her eyes closed. Do you remember what was going on there? It was like the angels... She has an angel in her eye. Like well, it queen. was that the angels were running away from the time tear, so they weren't paying attention, and they just assumed that this girl was observing them, and that's why they were frozen in place. But then mm. when they realize that she can't see them, then they start slowly turning their heads to look at her. You didn't like it. I did think that it was pretty creepy. Uh, That also still feels like it violates the rules that were just explained about... Uh, yes, it absolutely does. <laughs> like, I didn't realize that... The- I always assumed that the observation thing was like a fundamental rule. If so, but now we've learned that if the angels don't know you're not looking at them, if they think that if they're they being think, observed, yeah. then they're like, "I guess I'm a statue right now." Well, the doctor does also describe it as the ultimate defense mechanism, which I don't know. I don't know about that one either. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so he warns them 
that the crashed ship is leaking radiation everywhere, which the angels love to chow down on. So that's we we know good. from the village of the angels that the angels eat your like time from you. Yummy, yummy. They send you back in time and they eat the time. But apparently, so I guess uh, radiation is like a snack for them, like a little like a little bowl of popcorn. You can't mm-hmm. you can't live on it, but it'll it's definitely gonna pep you up. <laughs> Uh, so this is, this is the first mention of something that will be very important later, uh, which is that the temple, according to River, was built by the indigenous people of this planet, the Aplans, who died out about 400 years ago from the time that they are here. Uh, and Octavian does add that since then the planet has been terraformed and now has 6 billion human colonists. That seems like a large number for 400 years. They've really, they really like this planet. It's a good one. I think the doctor makes some comment about like oh, you people. Does he say something like like they're fucking and sucking like bunnies? <laughs> he, I believe, Stephen made the doctor say you guys are fucking and sucking like bunnies. Yeah, well, which is weird because bunnies don't do that. It's like in the, it's like in the Invisible Enemy when the doctor said like humans are spreading through the galaxy like a plague or whatever. Mm-hmm. Can't stop themselves. Uh, so Octavian goes off to do stuff with the clerics while River uh, works on stuff with the doctor. So Amy's feeling kind of left out. So she goes to watch. She goes to watch Angel TV. Uh huh. Um, but when she goes and in, the angel it was doing its crying, weeping. I'm sad. I think it was facing away from the camera. It was facing away from the camera, but now you now can it's see looking its at face. the camera. That's weird. But wasn't it only a four second clip? Why is it? Hmm. Um, and then River the- is showing the doctor an old book. She, she, I think she says like this is the only known book about weeping angels, and the doctor immediately smells it because he's funny. He's a sniffer. This is his thing, right? He's the sniffer. Was he the sniffer? No, because David Tennant was also the sniffer in uh, <laughs> David in Tennant H- is <laughs> no, he the was sniffer. <laughs> was the sniffer in, in Huggy Huggy Hamburger too? We haven't seen Hungy Hungy Hamburger no, 2. No, sorry, he was, he was a sniffer in Hungy Hungy Hamburger 1 where he's sniffing out the master with his really good nose. I think the Time Lords just... Well, I, I say think, Time Lords as if these are different men. I think this Time Lord... I think the Doctor <laughs> likes to sniff stuff. He's just a little sniffer. He's just a big sniffer. <laughs> he's just a big... He's a smell guy. He's I don't just know what sort to, of, Like, he's just kind of like a... He's got a thing with smells. He's kind of like a smell guy. He's kind of a smell guy. <laughs> So, uh, they're reading through there the There was book. a lot of sniffing in the beast below. There was a lot of sniffing, and some of it was stinky garbage. Yucko. Ooh, P-U. <laughs> so they're he reading likes th- to take a whiff. <laughs> He's just a dude who enjoys a little snifferoo now and then. Nothing Don't wrong sh- with it. Nothing but wrong with it. You gotta, you gotta keep it together when you're in front of you other just people. See, you just see the doctor floating through the air because someone put a pie on the windowsill and he's sucking up those stink lines. Well, she hands him the book and he's like, now, River, you're my wife, so you probably you know. know what I gotta do now. <laughs> she's like, she's, she's like, like looking, oh yeah, I know, I know. She's, she's like, look in the front cover and she says, the doctor will, st-, and there's a sticky note that says, the doctor will sniff this book when before he opens it. And he goes, oh, you knew. Okay, so they read the book, and it's basically the Bible, but about The first thing angels. you notice about the Doctor of War is that he's unarmed. The second thing you notice <laughs> about sniffing. him is that he loves to sniff things. The he's last thing you, you notice about then, him is that he's unarmed. He's unarmed, and he's, but he's also going to kill you with his arms. Um, so they're flipping through the book, sniffing the book, 
Um, Amy, I didn't realize, for some reason, Amy, the, the angel viewing TV VCR room is in, like, an unbreakable box that locks from the <laughs> outside. As, yeah. Like, almost as if they knew what was going to happen here, and, like... Like, why did they... Uh, whatever. So Almost as if it was contrived for the scene. But also, happen. it has... it has It's made of steel so thick that River's laser gun can only barely warm it up. That was... I think that was the angel's doing, is what we're supposed to understand. But, but, I but will say, can, the angel's power set continues to mystify it continues, me. Yeah. It can just kind of do whatever the fuck it wants as long it as it's scary. It can make you sneeze, lest we forget. Um, the point being that Amy can talk to the doctor through this giant metal box. The door is open. Oh, okay, but it closes later. Yes, it will close still later. But for now, it's it. open, and she's like, "Hey, River, did you have another clip of the angel? Because this one, this one looks kind of different than the other one." And she's like, "No, it's just the one, one four second loop." And Amy's like, "Huh, okay." And then she looks at the screen again, and now it is facing directly towards her. And then the door closes. And then the door closes. The angel is now getting closer and closer to the screen every time she looks away. Uh, Here's a line. Here's a line that I thought was very funny because River's like, um, "Oh, um, you don't know who I am, Doctor." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, you." Uh, I think she's like, "I think that she's saying you don't know yet that I'm Melody Pond." Oh yeah. And then she's like, I've got pictures of all your different faces, and I think this is really funny, because knowing the timeline, that means a maximum of maybe three. (laughs) She's seen him as Matt Smith, she's seen him as Peter Capaldi, has she seen him as David Tennant? I I guess mathematically, this is season five, so... This this kind of gets back to the idea of, like, the audio dramas and stuff, is like... When time travel's in play, like, there's no limit to how many the, adventures she's had. As long as had. the actors are alive and willing, for, we could... Not even then, for all we know, there is an existing audio drama, comic book, or something where she meets Patrick Troughton and goes, Ah! Hello, and, sweetie. I'm gonna... And he definitely wouldn't know who she is, but she would take a little picture of him and put it in her scrapbook. She sees Pat. She sees uh, John. Pritch- she's riding in the car with John Pertwee, which Clara has just fixed up so that it can still <laughs> run. All ready for you, boss. We're just we're just converging on like maximum every Doctor Who companion. Like, oh, and also by the way, who else is in the background? Oh, it's Lady Me. It's Lady Me. Absolutely, no question. She's still alive, of course. Yeah, was- you you look at any like freeze frame of any classic era Doctor. <laughs> there are no less than three Claras in view. <laughs> Lady Me is there. River, River Song is there a couple times. <laughs> Christopher Eccleston is watching with a sniper rifle. God. Oh, the when the time travel show goes on too long, these kinds of things happen. <laughs> There's only so much time. What are we gonna do? <laughs> okay, so uh so back in the uh, back in the room, yeah. Now Amy Pond is trying to turn off the TV with the big chunky remote control that I really liked. I and love then, that prop. It's a great prop. Have you seen have, by the way, have you I'm sure I've talked about it. Have you seen the 15th Doctor's uh, Sonic Screwdriver. Have you seen a picture of it? No, I haven't. It's so good looking. It's like this big circular, like it's a big like blobby circle. And it's it's very like retro sci-fi. I liked it a lot. You know what um, I like about this remote is that this is mm. a military grade remote control. Like <laughs> In real life, remote controls, the one that I have for my TV is the smallest remote I've ever had in my life. But in this future, they have gotten bigger and chunkier 
so that you can use them for military purposes. Yeah, these are these are military grade. This thing will stop a bullet. Um, and it costs fifteen hundred dollars of taxpayer money to manufacture. That's uh, way too small a number. Sorry, let me rephrase that. It costs fifty thousand dollars to purchase, and it costs ten dollars to manufacture. <laughs> uh, so, so now she tries to unplug the TV, and the plug is stuck. Angel, Angel's doing, I guess. The angel is now directly in her face on the screen. Mm-hmm. At this point, she starts trying to call for help, but the door is either locked or stuck. We will find out that the angel is holding it shut. And now it's doing its big scary face. This is ah. what it really looks like. Um, and then, uh, we cut back to River and the Doctor reading through the book. And then, oh, um, yeah. He, yes. at some point in this, he mentioned, like, this is so weird. This book is, like, supposed to be warning no people pictures about in it angels but there's no images like how are you supposed to know what you're being warned of and then river says oh i think there was actually something about why it doesn't have images and he flips to it and says an image of an angel no is an angel no no what does it does he say it, it says, in a stupid way he says it in a stupid way because forsooth, i always take, an image of an angel yes is an no angel. it's it's forsooth that which holds the image of an angel itself becomes an angel. And I think it's funny because they were still saying that line that way in village of the angels. <laughs> like that is, this is now, it's not just like the rule. It is like a biblical. That's why I keep saying it's the Bible. This is like a commandment. Thou shalt not capture the image of an angel for that, uh-huh. which holds the image of an angel itself doth become an angel uh-huh and then but he keeps, realizes yeah. what that means oh, and that says, means uh-oh, that, amy uh-oh. is in the room with an angel uh and the angel appears outside of the screen uh it's transparent and it's flickering with static this as is it was the thing on the screen. not to like be dr rewrite here but this is a part of the that which holds the image of an angel does itself thus become an angel therefore um that like i think the idea as. The the idea of the pictures of angels or weeping angels is, I think, really cool um, and scary. But then the part where the picture becomes a hologram of an angel is not scary or cool. And this happened with the, the drawing of the weeping angel in Village of the Angels. It's like, oh, it became a hologram. I don't know. I just think the idea that it that it's the image itself acts like an angel. I don't know. Maybe it can even just come out of the TV normal style. Uh, but the idea that it's like, ah, a hologram. <laughs> Here's how I'm going to choose to interpret it, uh-huh. is th- because we know that they, like, get into your eye. Yeah. The way that I'm choosing to interpret it is that from Amy's perspective, it has come out of the screen. But, but it's, it's still not in there. literally standing there in the room as, oh, like, a 2D hologram. Be. And I feel like the angel gets into your eye and becomes an angel in your brain probably never happens again. But who knows? Wasn't that the plot of Village of the Angels? Oh, there, oh I guess, well, there was an angel, in, but it was, like, hiding in her brain. What's the was, difference? That's true. I forgot that that <laughs> happened. Uh, so, yeah, the, the angel is now out of the TV. They start trying to get the door Don't. open, but... And then, yeah, there's another page in the book that says, uh, eyes are the window to the soul, so make sure you smile with your eyes, and also don't look at, <laughs> a- don't look at an angel in the eyes. For he who doth smiles at he- yon angel. <laughs> Thou shalt not look an angel in the eye, for that which holds the image of an angel in thy mind, an angel will manifest in your brain, you see, and sand mm-hmm. will come out of your eye, and it'll be very scary and gross. I I had to shout out Amy doing the pro strat. She's alternating winks. I love alternating winks. It's the obvious way to go. 
But you know what? It is hard to maintain. I mean, yeah, definitely. But I feel like in a survival situation... In a survival situation, you are holding your eyes open with your fingers and manually alternating. You're marks. rod gilberting yourself for the purpose of not being killed by a weeping angel. Um, uh, did you so, ever see on Norwegian Taskmaster when uh, uh, one of the guys from Ilvis kept his eyes open for like three hours? I don't want to think about that. That's gross, and I don't like it. Um, so, uh, didn't Norwegian Taskmaster get canceled for being racist? No, the Taskmaster uh, was kicked off the show for being racist. That's what I'm saying. But then he came back to the show. Oh, he came back to the show. They let him come back for being racist. They don't I'll care say, I, I have very little context for this, so like I don't know what the actual story is. I'm not reading Norwegian language newspapers, so... Well, why not? It probably is bad. <laughs> so Amy Pond solves... The, they're trying to get in. They're trying to blowtorch the giant steel coffin that they put Amy Pond in. And it's barely warming it up. They can't get in. Amy has an idea. And again, we're, we're assuming that the angel is doing something yeah. here. Because they're like, the this structure doesn't have locks on the doors. So they're like, okay, the angel's got to be holding it shut somehow. Uh, so then um, what Amy does is she remembers that the looping footage has like a moment of static in it. So mm-hmm. she pauses the TV instead of turning it off when the static hits and then the angel no longer is there and it because disappears. Because there's no longer an image of an angel. She solved the problem. She solved Remem- the problem. I, that's that's really good. I liked it a but lot. Then, but then there was in the village of the angels. Not to like break this continuity because they like tear up a picture of the angel and doesn't it put itself back together or something? Yeah, it's almost like Flux is bad. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I... I do want to, when we get more flux, I do want to, like, go through it properly when we can. And really, oh, really, look, truly Look it, who's, look who, well, 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 look who's stooping to my level. Because I told but you at I the time, I didn't I rewatched Once Upon Time, and I thought it was pretty, pretty okay to, on a second I rewatched Once there. Upon Time, and I did You know what I rewatched, though? Mm. I don't remember if I told you this. I quite liked Praxius. You did tell me you re- told, tell me you rewatched Praxius, and you said that there were so many backpacks in it, and that it was definitely the backpack era. That's exactly what I said. Uh, but yeah, I I think I get why we didn't like it because it has like so much setup and so much promise and so much cool slow burn, and then it all just kind of falls flat at and the very end. And then it turns end, into like Birdemic for a little bit at the very end. It turns end into Birdemic for a little bit. But yeah, I thought it was a a. <laughs> decent to okay episode <laughs> doesn't ryan almost quite literally say i've got all these yes, birds yes that's right i lost it because yeah there's a part where he's like this bird in my backpack and i was like oh shit he why fucking said he, it why is he liver puddlian because i don't remember what his accent is we know where he's from he's from sheffield and you know what a sheffield accent sounds like oh yeah i'll just do the sheffield accent do it right now for i got birds in my backpack i've got all these birds in my backpack good job i got one in my backpack uh okay so they so they've turned off the angel everything's good um uh they managed to come inside now because the angel's off um yeah the doctor runs in and is like river hug amy i'm busy busy he's such an asshole uh, but but again, but he's I, I but he's funny. but he's funny. But he's our asshole. He's our asshole. Um, and then uh, the angel. I guess the angel in real life is no longer has woken up because it did all of that. Um, yeah, this is something that I think is consistent with stuff that we've seen about angels. Is like that 
angel, the real one that that was an image of, had like some sort of awareness of what just happened. So what it knows the, that there are remember, people here. Can you outside. remind me what was the rule about images of angels again? That thou shalt become an image of an angel, thereby thou shalt become an angel. <laughs> Just thyself? like they said in the Doctor Who episode, yeah. Okay, so they're, they're gonna, the clerics are, uh, have broken they down the wall. They cut through into the yeah. temple, and Amy rubs her eye, which is probably nothing. We don't, I don't remember anything in the last episode about sand coming out of her eye, so it's probably yeah, fine. Either. Uh, then the Doctor says, do you have a grab, a, a grav ball? Grav orb? Um, which you think is an orb that makes grav? And I think it is, because later when <laughs> he shoots that it, makes grav. It's a mavorb because it makes mavity. I don't know what mavity is, but people have been saying it in our Discord. Yes. Uh, uh, because when he shoots it, the flip the ship flips upside down or whatever. But right now, it just seems like it's a big light that floats in the air. Uh, well, that's that's the like cliffhanger at the end of this episode. We'll come back to that when we get there. But it's. It is a ball with an artificial gravity field that generates light. That's all that it is for now. Why do they need an artificial gravity field on a planet, though? They don't need the artificial gravity field. They just the need artificial the light. gravity field is what keeps the big light source. Oh, in and the if air. you shoot it, it switches like a Mario level and turns that, red, and then that, you get sucked up. I can't to the fully explain, down. but we'll, we we don't need to talk about that right now. Uh, but yeah, they're they're in this like gigantic open chamber. There's stone statues as all far as them, the eye can see. All, all of them are crying. Not really, but no. they all. No. They're um, like sort of featureless statues. And like they need all the to faces find are like worn off. One weeping angel in the room. The scary catacombs full of statues. And then oh, this was a line where I didn't like. The, the doctor, this line where River is like, it's like finding a needle in a haystack. And then he's like, no, it's finding a hay-like needle and a stack full of needles. And then it can kill you and you'll die. And that which holds the image of a needle of death. And that which holds the image of a needle in the haystack <laughs> itself <laughs> does become a needle in a haystack. Heretofore. <laughs> Ergo. <laughs> uh, QED. And then before. <laughs> the punchline of that, at least, I, I, I didn't love this joke, but the punchline of it was that he's like, okay, fine, yours was better. Yeah. And then before so they least, go in. At least Steven made it bad on purpose. Before they go in, Octavian, who, remember, is played by Khaleesi, um, by. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is no, Amelia Clark? Amelia Clark, no, he's the guy who says Khaleesi. Who's that guy? Ian Glenn, who plays Jorah Mormont. Mormont. Yeah. Dear Khaleesi, he says, he pulls, he pulls River Song aside and he says, does the doctor cannot know that you're in jail for killing, I think she's in jail for killing the doctor, but I don't remember. Yeah, that, I think that's still up in the air for us. Uh, up in the air like a big ball of light that when you shoot it, it turns gravity upside down. That's right. Amy uh, continues rubbing her eye and sand starts sand pouring comes out. out of it. <laughs> nothing, nothing says a statue like sand, famously. Um, yeah, what, I don't know what's going on with that, but whatever. Um, River's you, like, hey, are you alright? This is something I, I think is worth noting, is I I like the scenes where River interacts with Amy. Her mom. Because she knows that this is her mom, and there it, it's something that you would never pick up on, here's, probably, here's a question, without here's knowing. A question, but, here's a question, though. Uh-huh. Does Stephen know that this is her mom? <laughs> Or uh, is this I think a... he has to, because, I mean, Let's Kill Hitler is season It's six. next season. This is season five. And I, I think if... that that was probably the idea. Okay. I, well, I don't know for sure. Well, well, actually, no. Here's why I think that it is on purpose, 
is because the Melody Pond thing is a play on River Song, which makes me think that that was the th- the point from the first in the first place. I might be but wrong, her, but I but think the, that was probably the, the idea. But the, whole the time. daughter wasn't called Melody Pond until like her name is just Amy Pond. So that would have to be, we will name a character Pond so that she can have a daughter named Melody Pond, and then that daughter will be River Song. It's possible. I'm just saying, it's also equally possible that Steven hadn't come up with that one yet. Maybe not, maybe not. But, well, yeah, whatever. The point is, I, I think, Once again, regardless I'm sure... of what was intended at the time, I <laughs> As... did feel that there was a sense of River having a connection with Amy uh-huh. that... Amy doesn't realize is there. As always, this episode will go up and then we'll see a big block of text in our Discord where it says, did you know Stephen Moffat said, actually, he had been planning Amy's song since he wrote- Did you know that Stephen Moffat actually uh, called a press conference to apologize uh, and said, I'm sorry, I just- uh, I just watched that episode Let's Kill Hitler from a few years ago. It's not good. I don't know what happened there. I never meant to imply that River was their daughter. I didn't mean it. I, I, that, that was so weird. What Why happened with I that episode? This? That was a really weird one, guys. Why did it make it seem like killing Hitler was a bad thing in that one? Why did Rory, why did Rory save Hitler by locking him in a closet? <laughs> it's because. He needs to be tortured forever. What was I don't remember. No, what was it wasn't going even that. There. That was what they were trying to do, but they didn't succeed in their goal. And instead, oh, yeah, Rory and just they saved forgot. Rory saved Hitler by locking him in a closet. What a show! Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, River gives Amy a shot. Pain, yeah, to I don't know that that Ra- this, radiation. It doesn't come up again in metabolism. this episode, and it doesn't come up in Flesh and Stone. So. And then she's like, Amy's like, what'll the doctor be like in the future? And she's like, he'll be old, okay? He'll be old and Scottish. <laughs> he'll be a woman. He'll be with David Tennant again. And, <laughs> and then he'll be Shudi Gawa. Uh, so, yeah, this is this is another one of those moments of, like, River being epic at the doctor where she's like, you know, doctor, you're holding that thing upside down. And he's like, man, whatever. And Amy's like... <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm I'm a hundred percent sure of it. You are definitely his future wife, and Rivers like, oh, you're good. Well, she says, do you really think anything with the doctor could truly be that simple? And Amy says, yes. yep. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. Well, you're very good, very smart. I'm not it. saying you're right, but you're very good. Um, we then get a scene of two uh, classic scene. We saw like six of these in, Fl- uh, in Flesh and Stone of two clerics off on their own, being like, I love my life. <laughs> this is the scariest thing I've done. This is way worse than those lava snakes. I can't wait to go home to my my. I hope that the kids. lava snakes is a call a uh, callback uh-huh. to classic era. This monsters, reminds me of that I time I was lava snakes. This is worse than the time we were on that submarine with the ice warrior. Um, this is worse than the time that we got meddled with time. <laughs> and then uh, they hear like stone moving sounds, and then mm. um, uh, these two clerics are named Christian and Angelo. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're sacred names. And then uh, he's like, hey, Angelo, are you making stone sound? Oh, my God, it's an angel bone crunching. And he so, yeah, Christian gets jump scared by an angel. And then he radios to Angelo. Hey, Angelo, like, it's me. I'm dead. You've got to come see this, Angelo. It's amazing. It's really cool. and Angelo's like, what is it? And he's like, just come, come see, see it. it. Come see it. And then Angelo gets jump scared by an angel. And he's bone this, crunching. This is where. Well, we'll this, OK, we'll come yeah. back to this. Uh, so the doctor hears gunfire and they run over to a younger cleric who was startled by a normal statue and just started shooting it. 
Uh, and Octavian starts lecturing him about getting his shit together, and the doctor's like, what's your name, son? My name's Bob, and I'm four years old. (laughs) Haven't learned how to read yet, sir. Uh, and Octavian, I didn't, this, this, okay, I was less annoyed at the concept of Angel Angel Bob Bob. once I knew that Bob was was this guy's name. Yeah, this guy's name. But I still think it's stupid that Steven called this guy Bob. Well, We've got it's funny Angelo, because, yeah, Christian, Octavian. Pedro, Octavian, Bob. Okay, but that's like a joke that I laugh at outside of the context of Stephen Moffat being the one to tell it, where it'd be like, I don't know, a litter of kittens and their names are like Gluttony, Envy, Wrath, uh, Greed, <laughs> and Tim. That's a funny joke. I like that joke. So sure, if you're gonna I guess it, say, it's just it's just the fact that Bob is such an LOL yeah, random yeah, name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever known anyone named Bob besides the person in our family whose name is Bob? I was going to say we have a person in our family named Bob. Um, <laughs> and also uh, one of our mom's friend's husband is named Bob. Okay, besides the multiple people in our family named Bob. Um, and also I, I'm pretty sure there's a Bob on Twin Peaks. And there's a Bob. Have, okay, have you met him? <laughs> yes i mean you might cat. as well just say uh yeah i know a guy named bob, bob he's right here there's... in this episode <laughs> i'm just saying that people are sometimes named bob there's a whole fucking john boyce documentary about athletes named bob and their great achievements well this isn't one of them. bob gibson one of the best baseball players ever and then there was uh there was uh there was a lot of bobs and I can't remember some of the other ones. One of the the Olympic record long jumpers. Bob Mortimer, champion apple ripper. Bob Mortimer is a great bob and I wish that this was played by <laughs> Bob Mortimer. Angel Bob was played by Bob Mortimer as a celebrity cameo. So Octavian says that the church gives them all sacred names and Bob is his sacred name. I want to know uh, what happened in the past like 30 something centuries that Bob became a sacred name. That's I'm interested. St. Bob. St. Bob. So uh, the doctor gives gives a little speech to Bob. He's like it's totally normal to be scared in a situation like this. Just remember scared that your keeps fear, you alive. Your fear will keep you alive. It'll keep you sharp and and just just stay afraid and stay alive. Uh, Octavian sends Bob to meet up with Christian and Angela. I wonder how that's going to go for him. So Amy, meanwhile, uh, starts talking with River and the doctor about the Applands because she's like, are we worried about the uh, ruins caving in at all? And River's like, no, the Applands were like really amazing builders. The doctor does one of his favorite things, which is that he name drops and he goes, Mm -hmm. you know, I had dinner with the chief of the Applands once. Two heads are better than one. And Amy's like, oh, you helped him with a problem? And he says, no, 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 they they have two heads. Uh Uh-huh. It's a a very obvious joke, but I did think it was pretty funny. Uh Uh-huh. And then River says, Rids reads in the book, that the time of the angels will soon be upon you. Uh, So Bob tries to contact Angela and Christian on the radio. And he gets his his bones crunched real bad. Uh Uh-oh. Uh, um, the do- the doctor does even more. Oh my god! <laughs> name dropping here. He's like, oh, we should we should visit the Appland sometime. And Amy for this joke has to be stupid and goes, but I thought that they were dead. And he says, yeah, well, so is Virginia Wolf, but I'm on her bowling team. And he starts talking about the Applands. He's like, oh, they're they're so nice. They're always in such a good mood. Pro- a good mood, probably because they make out with their own heads. Until the church outlawed self-marriage, and then Octavian gives a look like, gross. Um, I will say, 
Outlawing one cest is a good move. I'm against it. <laughs> I'm sorry if that makes me a prude. I want to keep whatever is happening in there from happening. Let's not let that happen, okay, I like guys? that you called it one cest, which is very specifically the onceler fucking the onceler. It's the same type of thing, though. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Amy makes a little quip about the di- the divorces must have been messy, and the doctor suddenly stops in his tracks and says, "Oh shit!" And Rivers like, "Oh fuck!" Too, yeah. And this is this is a great moment because we've been we've been making all these jokes about the Applands having multiple heads, and you're you're kind of thinking like, "Oh, they're really kind of." Going, going all in on that, huh? We're. I, f- I feel like we don't need to hear quite so much about them having multiple heads, and then we look around and see all of these one-headed statues surrounding them, and go, "Oh, oh fuck. no!" <laughs> that is that is good. such a great moment. Pretty good, Stephen. Pretty good. And it it, it really. I, I I totally didn't see it coming, which is. I think uh, impressive considering that I know that you in the next the, episode the, yeah, they're surrounded by hundreds angels. of angels. I'm giving Stephen the script back. I've looked over it. I'm underlining this part and I'm saying this is this is good work. Good work. More of this, please. More and of he's this, like, please. I already don't work on the show anymore. <laughs> um, no, but we're in this scenario. We're his time traveling teacher, and we're time traveling okay, throughout different parts of his career. So the doctor. He he keeps his flashlight on the statues and says, okay, everyone else turn off yours. And he flicks his off for a split second. And the angel, the statues are now facing them. And very creepily, their like worn off faces have started to form back into faces. That was creepy. <clears throat> Didn't like it. Yeah, that was no good. Um, We get, we're back with Bob. He is still alive. His bones haven't been crunched just yet. He, he's getting the same radio call from Angelo, like, hey, come see. Come, on, Bob. come see. Come, come see. Come check this out. Like, oh, oh never mind. Bye, Bob. Dead. Back with the doctor. He's like, oh, I guess the Applins got killed off by Weeping Angels. <laughs> but then the Weeping Angels all just came into here, I guess, and then went to sleep forever. Uh, well, yeah, because they, they were like trapped in the ruins and, I guess I guess that uh, because there's no radiation or people to time eat, they just kind of got frozen in now, place. Now I seem to remember in time of, of uh, Village of the Angels that the angels have spaceships, but who could possibly they, say? these ones were trapped? And it's like a big A, I think, according to Chibnall. Yeah, I don't know what was going on there. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Amy's like, I thought that you said that the angels were like incredibly fast. Why are these ones not incredibly fast? And he's like, Well, they're these starving. are literally like starving, dying angels. This this whole crashing spaceship thing must have been a rescue mission from yes, that one angel. Also, the fact that the angels have been like worn out from starvation and probably also like erosion or whatever means that they're losing their form, and the form is what makes them angels. And then he has a realization, yeah, he's like, the ship the ship must have crashed here to give them a big boost of radiation. It's a rescue mission. Uh, they they get a call from Bob, and he says, the statues killed Christian and Angelo, sir. And I'm, on, in my backpack, I'm sir. on my way up to you now, sir. And the doctor grabs the radio and tells Octavian to shut up. Shut up. Dong. Yeah, he's being a bit of a dong when he does that. <laughs> I don't think we have a shut up no, uh, counter. No. Um, and then he's like, he's like, Bob, how did the others die? And he says, the angels snapped their necks, sir. And he's like, hmm, that's weird. Uh, uh, in that's the next not episode, what the angels that's normally not what the angels do. do. 
I bet, I bet if you watch these, for I bet if you watch, he says, I bet if someone watched these episodes out of order, they'd be very angry and confused about this <laughs> plot point and say, why did they change the angels? But here I'm and saying, that, yeah. Obviously, we know that this is coming, but the doctor is like, how did you escape, Bob? And he I says, didn't. I didn't, sir. They snapped my the neck, angels sir. snapped my neck, sir. Not, not as painless as I would have expected, but it was quick. So that's something. He's like, you told me that fear would keep me alive, but it didn't. Fuck you. Or maybe the doctor feels bad. He's like, ah, geez, ah, no. I think that that comes up later. later. Um, uh, but yeah, the doctor, uh, the doctor gets confirmation from quote unquote Angel Bob that the the being that he is communicating to through the the sort of reanimated consciousness of cleric Bob or something is the angel from the ship, uh, and. Eddie says, uh, so you're not in the wreckage anymore? And the angel says, no, I'm out, sir. I'm coming. He goes, oh, good. <laughs> Great. Um, and then he's like, well, Octavian, your men are dead. Let's make sure that the other ones who are still alive with us follow orders next week. And don't, <laughs> like, walk into the fucking hell gate. The Meanwhile, everyone time. is running away from the angels, but Amy is, she's stuck. Her yeah. hand has turned to stone, and she can't let go of the rock that she's touching. Uh-huh. The doctor is like, Amy, you gotta run, there's angels. The lights are starting to flicker, because angels are getting closer, and she's like, no, my hand, it's stone. Um, oh, yeah, this, I don't think, was really spelled out in Flesh and Stone, because I was like, oh, isn't it very convenient that the angels can, like, just make your flashlight flicker? It's because they absorb, like, radiation and power Radiation and electricity and stuff. I didn't they know can, that at the time. Anything anything that can be described as energy, I guess, they can power. absorb. Power. Yeah. And also they can make walls really thick. <laughs> and also they can t- untear up paper and make it back into a picture. They can do basically anything. They can keep scary. a corn and in the And the more TV. they can do, the scarier it gets. <laughs> if, uh, what if there was so, a weeping angel that could just, like, kill you from anywhere in the whole world? Uh, and if it wants you dead, it gets you? And then uh, also, if you try to stop it... It can't be killed, and it has an everything-proof shield. It has an everything-proof shield, then it also has a shield that turns off all of your powers, too. That'd be really And the scary. doctor pulls out his sonic screwdriver and sets it to everything-proof no. <laughs> shield disabler, and then the angel's like, Nuh-uh, sir. I have a sonic screwdriver disabler, sir. <laughs> That'd be so scary, Stephen. That'd be even scarier than this. Uh, the doctor tells Amy that when she looked at the angel in its it eyes, her brain. it got inside of her brain, and it's messing with her head. Her hand is not really made of stone. He's looking if at it. If only there was a way to... If only, the angels are getting closer. If only there was a way that this freaked up little man could prove to her that her hand is stone. Oh, he's a biter and a sniffer. <laughs> oh, okay. Just having a little nibble. I see how it is, Doctor. Um, and then she she lets go of the rock, and she she's like, ah, gross, yuckaroo. And then she there's also in the middle of this, uh, Amy is like, you're gonna get out of this, I know, because River has a future with you that you haven't experienced yet. And he's like, therefore, all the that's dr- not how it works. I yeah. can die, time, and time, time can, can be, be rewritten. rewritten, except for when it can't be rewritten. Also exactly. the hybrid. Also the <laughs> and hybrid. then CGI gargoyles will show up. Also, there's Day. a prophecy that at the end of the time itself, there will be a very toxic relationship between me and a person I haven't met yet. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, he bites her hand and she's very mad, but they escape together. 
they catch up to the others and yeah oh yeah this is where the doctor is like i think the angels are absorbing the power from our light sources and he says there's got to be a way out there's got to be a way out there's always a way out. there's got to be a cliffhanger way to save the day here this is i i really like this part because Uh i think now that i know why there's a quote-unquote angel bob i think that this method of communicating with him is Is really creepy and it's very characterizing for the angels as absolute monsters because they're real pieces of shit it's puppeting this dead like young soldier and he's like excuse me sir i just wanted to say no the angels want the angels want you to know something i i won't i won't keep doing the accent uh, I died in fear. You told me that my fear would keep me alive, but I died in pain and alone. You made me trust you, and when it mattered, you let me down. Sorry, sir, but the angels were very keen for me to let you know that. <laughs> See, I think it's funny because I always thought, um, and I definitely have talked about this before on the podcast, probably, who knows, uh, you know, are the, how intelligent are the angels? Because I remember first watching them, that it just kind of seemed like they were like... Less like aliens and more like just animals or like they're just kind of things like they don't have a consciousness or a a thought. They don't think they just kind of do. But now it's like, oh, they think and they're very rude. They're (laughs) They're really fucked up about it. They're fucked up dudes. Like you think that they're just like doing what it takes to survive. But no, they are like they're like sadistic. And the words of Stephen Moffat, they're absolute psychopaths. They are absolute psychopaths. There's just no getting around it. Uh. But the doctor has an idea, and he says, he starts taunting the angel back. He's like, "You, your trap for us has a huge flaw in it, because there's one thing that you should never, ever put in a trap. Me. Me. And he shoots the gravity globe and tells everyone I to like, jump. I really like the fact that you did not establish the part where he asked Octavian for his gun. So it, you did just make it seem like the doctor had a gun the whole time. He just he always cool, has a gun. He has this cool the gun. first thing you notice about the Doctor <laughs> of Eleven. I'm so glad that we get to watch the rest of that show, knowing that really dumb line, and we get to just, <laughs> that just gets to be a part of our our experience now. Yeah. Um, so I will say, when I watched this, I was like, "What the hell does that accomplish? Shooting the gravity? It glow? turns the whole ship upside no. down. No, it." It bursts the artificial gravity field, which they are able to jump up into it, which then pulls them toward the ship, which has its own artificial gravity field. So they end up on the upside down ship in the ceiling. I see. Okay, Steven. The cliffhanger is really gives you absolutely nothing. nothing. He shoots a thing and they jump and then it goes... Uh, but yeah, I I really, really liked this episode. Better. Much better. Um, probably, I mean, I'm not going to go back and watch it because I'm a very busy person. But I bet Flesh and Stone was better having seen the first part. I liked this. Um, it was Angels were still good and scary um, in their second appearance on the show. Um, River Song was good this week. Um, the Doctor was annoying, but in a way that didn't annoy me so much this week. Mm-hmm. He was annoying in a better way. Um and probably in the next one, but I'm not going to go back and watch it. Uh, I'll give this one... I'm going to give this one a solid B. On the on the subject of him being annoying, I think that something that made it work for me is 
something I find so frustrating about this show sometimes is when the doctor is really annoying and everyone around no him one, is just jerking him He gets him no, off. no pushback from anyone, yeah. But this episode, there was a lot of pushback. Like, Amy is getting frustrated with him. River keeps, like, putting him in his place. So I think that that dynamic works a lot better than when the doctor is just, like, going, woohoo, woohoo, like Daffy Duck, and everyone's like, wow, he's so, <laughs> he's so, so, cool. so smart and cool. And I keep, I keep, now I have this, like, a reference point of William Hartnell Doctor, where everyone's just like, you <laughs> stupid old man, you can't do, you can't fly the ship, you keep almost getting us killed. Uh, I don't know how you're going to feel about this, Jordan, but I had very little negative to say about this episode. I loved this episode. I'm going to give it an A-. minus. Good for you. I don't have any complaints about that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next time on Doctor Who, Flesh and Stone We happens. saw it. We saw it. Yeah. Was uh, that the episode where the Doctor said, if I always told you the truth, you wouldn't have to trust me? Yes. And I, I, it didn't bother me the second time around. You had heard it once before. I still think yeah. it's a crazy thing to say. <laughs> it's, yeah, I don't know. I think it makes sense in the context of, like, Amy, it, he's basically Amy's chaperone through all these incredibly uh-huh. dangerous situations. And he's like, you know, Amy, sometimes you just are going to have to accept that I know what I'm talking about and listen to me. Trust me. <laughs> I will say the scene at the end where she makes oh. out with him was not good. Oh, bad. that that was that was not saved Hated by it. anything. Hated it. Uh, it's time for companion awards. Um, let's let's just go through the list. Um, did anyone do any six stunts this week to get the Danny Pink Award for six stunts? Uh, the the trouble is they do a six stunt literally between episodes. Right. We don't, we don't see get the to six see stunt the six stunt where they do a flip. So that's a shame. Um, yeah. Do we give Amy the Sarah Jane Award for Companion Initiative for her figuring out how to stop the Weeping Angel by pausing the TV? Because that's big-brained, I, and and she saved herself. I think herself it's definitely a gold star. I don't think it quite fits with it's, the concept of. I feel like Sarah Jane Award. You have to be like you have to like go off and do something. Yeah, Going off to is me, important part about Sarah it. Jane taking initiative. Was that the Doctor was like don't do anything and, and she was she like no something. i'm gonna do something she disobeyed him and it was correct that she did so. true so we'll give amy a big an extra large gold star it's definitely a gold star big gold star um did anyone eat shit mickey style and get the medal of mickey I don't. Think I wouldn't so. say that being killed by a weeping angel. Being was killed a by a weeping angel. No. <laughs> once again, my like perfect. The two, my two beautiful uh, touchstones for how you get the medal of Vicky are: Did you get eaten by a trash can that burps, <laughs> or did you run and just like absolutely take a spill over a cleaner's like cart and then get and then shoot, get toilet, uh, paper, toilet paper, stuck paper stuck to your, to your shoe? Yes, very funny. Uh, so no medal of Mickey this week. Um, is there any killing? Not really. No killing. So no Leela Cross. No. Um, and I think that's... Was there any other ones? We have so many of these things now. Uh, I wouldn't say anyone had Fucker's Folly. No Fucker's Folly. No Ian Chesterton Award for Fucker's Folly. I need to start writing these down, because I, <laughs> I don't remember all of them. We need, like, a little... I think that's all of them. We need, like, a little document with um, pictures of the medals themselves, and you can drag and drop them onto the characters of the episode as a little visual guide. This episode did pass the Yaz test. Amy had stuff to do. (laughs) I always fucking forget about the Yaz test. 
Yes, it does. It does pass the yes test with flying colors. Um, okay. Now, on to our most exciting part of the week, where we get the to the reason that we do this podcast is so that which, we can see what we're watching next week, and then we, and then when it comes time to watch it next week, we go, "Ugh, can't I just roll another episode?" Uh, Sam, which doctor? Which doctor, Jordan? Doctor, which? Man, I tell you, watching Praxis put me in the mood for a tasty Whitaker episode, as I have been for several weeks now. (laughs) I'm still, like, I know that Donna's Gambit is over, but now there's more reason than ever to want Donna. Mm -hmm. Because we could get... Because now out of her, like, six Doctor Who episodes, it actually felt like nine Doctor Who episodes. That's true, but also the longer we stay out of season four, the funnier it gets. How have we just never... How? No, it's time. We've watched this episode. This is our 51st episode. Give me season four, damn it. (laughs) Give me season four. You know I'll be happy with a season four episode, but I also would like a Whitaker episode. What if it's a really bad season four episode? Here we go. Uh It's series two. Oh. Episode 10, Love and Monsters. (gasps) Oh my god! Well, I just heard Lauren make a noise. Yeah, hey Sam, remember when you said Lauren watched one episode and it was the worst thing she ever saw? Yeah, and I said, don't tell me what it is because I wanted to try to guess. Oh, right. Well, it's this one. Sorry. (laughs) That was a long time ago, I forgot. Oh well, there goes that. very curious to see if we like this one. (laughs) Because people are wrong about things all the time. Don't look at no. Oh, don't, this is the close, episode close, after close, the close, Satan pit. Close, 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 close. Don't look at any of this. Don't look at any of this. I want it you to go in divided fresh. reception. I want you to go into this fresh. I want you to go in this fresh. I want to go in this fresh. I remember this episode being the worst episode of Doctor Who I've ever seen. I was young. People didn't like Ranskorov Kolos. <laughs> this one, I'm gonna just try. I'm gonna try this one. It had a divided reception, so I think the appropriate reaction is that you hate it and I love it. I would be really funny if one of us really liked Love and Monsters. This was one of the ones that I was like so excited to watch. This is this is a time bomb. Oh, uh, I forgot about the time bombs. This was a time bomb. It was like we have to watch the fucking pro life episode. I feel like I feel like Christmas Bio Truth episode was on there, maybe. James Corden, and then I, I didn't tell you I didn't tell you, but Love and Monsters was also a time bomb. Okay. Very I know that uh, Gridlock was one, wasn't it? No, Gridlock was one I was excited for. I like that episode. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. it was. It was just in my mind of episodes I remember and right, wanted right, to right, watch. Right. In addition to an episode that I fucking want to see so bad that's in season four that I talked about this week. Well, we it, it's it's a rusty episode, so it'll probably be good. It'll probably be really good. What's the worst rusty episode? Is it? Oh, it, we said just last week, didn't we? Oh yeah, or, uh, it was. It was, uh, it was fucking Queen Victoria two thank, weeks ago. Uh, thank you. That's right. Thank was, you, Queen Victoria. It for was in fact uh, Tooth and Claw. The Koinor Diamond. Thank you for saving the world. That's right. We we established this very recently. So either this will be. Our new worst rusty episode, or it'll be us. Who knows? Maybe we'll like it. Maybe we'll love maybe it. Maybe we'll love it. Maybe, or maybe our listeners are like screaming at us right now for 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 exploring that possibility. <laughs> well, that's exciting. I I'm really really looking forward oh to finding out God. what the fuck this episode is about. I do because we have seen the Satan Pit. So the you were you were freaking out. Close it. Close it. Close it. The thing that I saw. 
is something that we've seen. There was like a big weird guy. Yeah, there was a big weird guy like at a desk. That was in the next time on. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm so. uh I'm looking this will be a big episode for us. <laughs> <laughs> and it's episode fifty-two, right? Yes. It's one year's worth of Doctor Who huh episodes. Not quite sure. It's been a little more than a year, but Wow, good for us. Yeah. Exciting. Doctor Who good. Well We'll be saying that next week. For sure. <laughs> Definitely. Sam I don't wanna I don't wanna commit to that. Take us to the Patreon. Jordan, we have a yeah. Patreon at patreon.com slash potting bros. Did you know that? I know that we're not so far off from getting to watch the Doctor Who movie. Yes. Uh I think we're I think we're like ten dollars away from watching one, the Doctor Who movie. One generous donor could let all of our listeners know what happens in the uh one. I don't care about guy. our listeners, I care about us. True. That's the name of our Patreon segment. But you know you know that if the movie was like I don't know how people feel about the movie, but you know if the movie was like, this is the worst movie ever made by human beings, <laughs> you know that we'd already be there. Because someone would be like, I haven't, yeah, I haven't really heard anything about the movie like being bad, so I assume that it's like fine. I haven't heard about it being good either. Well, we'll see it when we get ten more dollars. Sure, Uh, but yeah, for one dollar you get a mildly special Discord role marking you as a friend of the show that gets you all of our bonus content. Uh, We just talked on Sounds About Light about uh, the movie Beastly. Uh, so if you want to hear us talk about Beastly at much more length, our Beastly episode is on our Patreon. Embrace the uh, suck, Sora. Our episode on the Time Meddler parts one and two is up, and next time we will be talking about a fifth Doctor serial called Terminus. Terminus. Five dollars gets you a pretty special Discord room marking you as a companion of the show. You can send us a message that we're reading one of our funny voices, like Angel Bob voice in it, or like like Ryan voice in it. It's the same voice in it. Uh, so many iconic voice. Th- that's a funny thing about Doctor Who. Not so many voices on this show because they're all just bad British accents. <laughs> what bad? Huh? We can do Josh voice? We, we have a do- big. We have a big back catalog of iconic voices that are not relevant to this podcast at not all. A, not a very but voice sometimes heavy show. we do them anyway. I haven't done Josh voice in so long. Do it I'm now. Snow. No, you have to give us money and ask <laughs> me someone to pay Jordan yeah. to do Josh voice. Yeah. Uh, we also get a shout out in the podcast. I don't know if I said that. $10 gets an incredibly special Discord role marking you as an honorary member of House Me Sousa. We will clap for you and you can listen to the podcast live while we record it. Thank you to our $5 and $10 subscribers. Cassidy, Fausty and Bargain Bin, JCH, Roy, Stephanie Bolding, Stephanie Karen, Violet Magician, House Me Sousa are here as well. It's Destry Hawk, HK Ben Sauceworks. Look at there they are. They're all standing in the background with uh well John Pertwee's driving his here's the scene one more time. John Pertwee's driving his funny car. Uh-huh. Clara is it wearing like uh like some oily, greasy coveralls because she's just uh-huh. fixed the funny car. Uh-huh. River Song is in the passenger seat. Lady Me and all of House Me Sousa is in the background smirking through the windows the, of a bistro. Through the windows of a bistro. <laughs> or sorry, it's a diner. The bistro is the thing that they were ripping off. Oh, yeah, they were the bistro math. Clara yeah. is also in the diner. She's in the diner with all of House Me Sousa and all of our patrons who are flying in the diner, unless they don't want to be in the diner uh, uh, and with Clara and me, I, which I would understand. if So if you don't want to be on the diner, you're next to the diner, also observing, smirking at the camera. And that's the scene. Thank you. 
Beautiful. Sam Rotten. And the singing uh, man is also there. And the singing man is there, and he's going to kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing you notice about the singing man is that he's unarmed. Uh, and then you hear and then you hear his pipes, and that's the last thing you hear. <laughs> Sam, we're on Noisebase.xyz. That's our podcast yeah. network. Lots of great shows on Noisebase. Definitely check out Wow Cool Robot about Gundam. Mm-hmm. Definitely check out um Pot of Greed about Yu-Gi-Oh! Mm-hmm. Definitely check out um, Gay Friends Chainsaw Dog Sanctuary about Chainsawmen. The Island Shuffle about Lost and getting ripped off by us. <laughs> we stole their idea. It was a... St- we took it and we transformed it. and We literally didn't. We literally stole their idea, but then we made it about a different show. And that made it funny. Yeah, and we probably have their blessing. We probably... They probably said it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know them. I've never listened to that one. Oh, you should. It's so good. I'm sure it's very good. Oh, um, Island Shuffle is so good. Um, where are we? Who am I? I am. Yeah. <laughs> Who am I? You're on co-host at Doctor Ha. I'm on co-host at Positive Stress, and you can listen to my other podcast, Sounds About Light. Where we are talking about Kingdom Hearts Unchained Key, which we are just about to finish. That is so I funny. I'm that is so fucking funny that a Kingdom Hearts game would have Unchained in the title. Why? Because it's like un, it's like unhinged. It's like fucked up. It's like crazy. It's a little bit crazy. The funny thing about the title of Unchained Key is that it literally means that you can play it on your phone and you're not chained down to your computer. <laughs> Off the couch, Kingdom Hearts. No, I didn't play Kingdom Hearts on the couch. I played Kingdom Hearts sitting on the floor. Good. So it makes you think. Uh, we're also on Tumblr at uh, at drhaunt.tumblr.com, um, where I sometimes forget to post the episode because I haven't done it for this week. I'll do that now. Um, and then I'm also on Tumblr at Kibami Breakfast. Uh, you can go see all the fun things I'm posting. Tumblr is where we get listeners. <laughs> I know. Um, In the Doctor Who tag, when people call us antis for being mean to Clara, <laughs> we were so mean to Clara. We were so mean to Clara, and I was, and they said I needed to put anti Clara because, because specifically, Sam, because specifically, we had the nerve to point out that maybe Clara shouldn't have decided the fates of those children on her own without asking them. Specifically, if they to deciding die. that the fate of those children was, was dead. to die. <laughs> specifically, because she said she wanted to kill ten children. No offense to that person. It was just very funny that they said it that. was just very funny. Um, uh, you're also on Kamarocha Radio. I'm on Kamarocha Radio. It's a Yakuza podcast. New Yakuza game coming out very soon. Is it well? It's coming soon. Aggressively trying to clear out my back catalog before it comes out, but if it doesn't come out by then, I'll just wait to play it. It's fine. Uh, you know, Jordan. Yeah. There's, there's a prayer a where you got to say the prayer. me into saying the doctor's prayer. Well, this was a very Christian episode, so I think that it's only appropriate that we end with a prayer. May your life flow like a river. May your days smell sweet as a rose. May your nights be calm and still as a pond. May you be as lucky as an ace in a game of blackjack harkness. And may the doctor light your path through time. Praise Jesus Christ. Amen. Doctor, bye. Doctor, bye. Excelsior. <laughs>